Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WGR Sports Radio 550 presents Uh-oh. Sports Talk Saturday. Don't tell me. We're about to go over a huge waterfall. Yep. Sharp rocks at the bottom? Most likely. Bring it on. On WGR. Sports Radio 550. Happy Saturday, everybody. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt hanging out with you as we have actually, funny enough, all week we've been hanging out with you. With no Wilmbills Live, no Sabres Live this week, thanks to the 4th of July weekend. Well, Sabres Live was on. Sabres Live was on for quite a bit. Except for yesterday. Yes. Well, development camp was over with. So yeah. you actually could start your vacation then. They, they had to go through that. Totally understandable. You're right. You're right. I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. Then you can start your vacation. you got to get through development camp first. But we're hanging out with you. We've been doing it pretty much all week. Now I will say, we could start with football. We could start with hockey. That is absolutely correct. We could do that. We could even start with basketball. Victor we could even Wimbayama. start with baseball. Yeah, Victor Wimbayama played last night. Baseball. I know we're, I know we're going to get there with the Toronto Blue Jays. The Mets also keep winning, which is infuriating as an Angels fan. And the because Rang- they keep losing. And the Rangers are like weirdly good yeah i i'm not i'm not a fan of it i don't understand it they i'm don't not a have, fan of it at all like they have names but like i would never call them like this great team though no but they're like top of their Man, they, division they are just a really good team <laughs> i want to start though with formula one I you do. you've gotten me hooked i i told you i would i told I, you i would i did not like it because of the fact that it was just max verstappen yeah, and it still it's is so it's, well, it's it still, still is. is but we were just watching the for the last hour, we've been watching the British Grand Prix qualifying, which is actually still going on. Uh, in about 49 seconds, Q3 is going to begin, which is the final uh, That's bit of really qualifying. really precise. And I, well, cause I had the clock right there. That's oh, why. I didn't see that. <laughs> I, I was going right to say, that's super precise for no um, reason. But so we've been watching it the last hour or so, getting ready for the show today. And it is, it's been electrifying, to say the least. There's been a little bit of bad weather in terms of rain kind of coming in and out. Um, no one really has had to go into wet or intermediate tires. They've been able to stay on softs, but it's allowed for the track to kind of start warming up. And, man, it has been a blast to try to see all these cars get into um, get into Q3. I mean, that's where you're trying to get in because you're going to be in the top 10 spot. You're going to start tomorrow in the points position. And now, actually, the weather's cleared up just enough that the drag reduction system, DRS, has been enabled for all the cars. So that's where the wing opens up, right? That is where the wing opens up. And in qualifying, you have DRS zones. I think there's only two in Silverstone. 
Um, but still, that makes a big difference. Well, that's it makes a big difference, but it'll allow you to open up the the uh, the back end, the, the the wing, and to you you gain quite a bit of time. But what's in that. fun? What was fun over the past hour was your driver, Lando Norris. Lando Norris, baby, of he, McLaren. He takes pole position for quite some time with the the fastest laps, and then I mean, right at the end of qualifying two. Uh, Verstappen comes in and takes the fastest lap. Yep, but it was not by much no, at all. It was by 0.3 seconds. Yeah, about 300 of a second. And it's just like uh, you're slowly starting to see all these teams start to figure out how the new regulations are working. And this is my other big thing, too, is it, Red Bull, it's funny enough, it's, it may be the most dominant car ever because it, it, they seem to be the only team that fully understands the regulations, which is mm-hmm. its own thing that I don't really want to get into now. But... Well, they are in a lot of danger if Perez, if Sergio Perez, their other driver, can't figure it out. He he is he's a nightmare in, yeah. in the fastest car by far on track. He has yet to get past or yet to get into Q three and five straight races. What's fun though is there's both Mercedes, both Ferraris, and both McLarens. And then you get an Alpine in there, a Williams in there, and then just the one Red Bull and uh, Aston Martin. Yes, and then uh, is just uh, the one. Yep, just yep, the one just Aston Alonso. Martin. So I mean, like it's 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 a really really fun top ten, and that's my thing too. And it, it what, what has helped me though is watching other European sports. I so I'm a McLaren fan. My favorite driver is Lando Norris, but I do I've now kind of come to like just like McLaren now. Mm-hmm. I want to see them become good again. And what's fun though is like I do enjoy watching the midfield races, and to see like these teams like I mean Aston Martin has taken a jump to now they're one of the top three, but to see the battle going on between Alpine between McLaren. Williams might end up getting in there by the end of the season. I was just going to say Williams is um, Williams is the American team, right? No, actually, te- Haas is technically Haas the American is American. Okay, I couldn't remember which one it was. Haas is technically the American team. But Williams, Williams though, does have American the American driver. driver. Yes. yes, Logan Sargent. He was out in Q two, although he is very much improving as that car is starting to improve. Um, Albon though has been in Formula One for three years. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's still although considered a youngish driver. How many more races are there? We are almost at the halfway point. I'll okay. pull up the schedule now. So, I, I think there's 23 races. Okay. Do we? Just, what American races do we have? Or North American races do we have? Left? Well, we, we've already had the Montreal Grand Prix mm-hmm. and the Miami Grand Prix. I think the last two North American races are going to be the United States Grand Prix in Austin and then Las Vegas towards the end of the season. Ooh. That's funny. And actually, I think Austin is also at the end of the season as well. It was funny. Um, I was On Sunday, I was watching uh, NASCAR did a street race. <laughs> How did that end up going? I did not, not watch great. it. I didn't okay. watch the whole thing, but it didn't go great. Partially because so they did it in Chicago, and there was just like a monsoon hitting Chicago. So oh, that's good. It wasn't great driving conditions at all. There was, I mean, in the first four laps, I saw Kyle Busch go into the wall four times. That's not great. So one of them, he went into the tires so hard that he went under the tires. I now I saw that. On I, I I sent that to you actually, I think. Yeah, I was going to say I, I know I saw that for a fact. That, By the way, update though real quick. Uh this is the 10th race of the season. There okay. are 22. So we're almost okay. at the halfway point. So next point. one's the halfway mm-hmm. point. Okay. Where do they finish? Like what's the last race? Uh, Abu Dhabi. So in in the Middle East, they go back okay. to the Middle East cuz yeah. that's where they spend actually the first two uh races in the Bahrain Grand Prix and then the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. What's the next like fun one? Um, honestly, love Spa. That's in that's the Belgian Grand Prix. That's twelfth. I've heard Hungary's pretty good. I don't really have much of a recollection of it over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is maybe my favorite one of the year. Is is the uh, British Grand Prix at Silverstone? 
Uh, we do not have another American race until October. October 22nd is the United States Grand Prix. In and Austin. then the Las Vegas Grand Prix is November 18th. That is the second to last race. So for those, do they race on the streets of the city? Austin is actually a um, – it is like its its own – uh, circuit like a lot like Silverstone is, where it's kind of okay. like in its own place, like yeah. in the country or whatever. Mm -hmm. Vegas is absolutely on the on the Las Vegas Strip. That's cool. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> I hope it's fun. I do. I like city races. My thing though is especially, you try desperately to not be Monaco, where yeah. no one can pass. Everyone's having a nightmare of a time. Like that's your goal is to not be Monaco. Well, what I what I like was. Um... A couple years, or last year, actually, when I went to Nashville, mm -hmm. they were preparing for, I think, an F2 race. Okay. Or maybe it was an IndyCar race. One I, think or the been, other. I think it would have been IndyCar. It probably would have been IndyCar, but they were, like, setting up. It, it just looks so cool, like, to be in. Like, they, they weren't racing or anything, but we were driving through where they would be. Yeah. And they had all the grandstands set up. They had the fences. And it just, it looked so cool. A real goal of mine. I think, I, me and my dad, I think we're going to definitely do it. We've gotten my brother into watching it, too. So we're actually, we're doing a guy's trip later this month to go see our first Angels game as a family. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be the guys. We're going to go to Toronto when they play the Blue Jays. And, that, like, that should be fun in and of itself. But my brother's starting to get into racing as well. We typically do go to a bar in the Fifth Ward called uh, Briar Brothers to watch the races, it's a blast. A lot of people show up even in the morning. Tomorrow's race starts at 10 in the morning, and I guarantee that bar will be packed. Hmm. But we've started to get my brother into it, and I think I want to try for something next year of like maybe going to the Montreal Grand Prix. I, I, I Look, I would love to go to like these European circuits or even the Middle Eastern ones and stuff like but that. Montreal but, is easy. It's like five hours yeah, away. Yeah, my brother went there with his buddies when he was 19, and like he loved the city. I think my dad's been there. I've never been there. Like, Got to learn French. It's fine. I'm in. I'm in. I, that is something I desperately wish I was more into when I was younger. The idea of being bilingual it would be yeah. so cool. Would be so but, cool. But like in high school, when that was like, like we're all too cool for it in high well, school. Well, we're too cool. They started way too late. Oh yeah, they, way you too started late. Like I think we started in. I was in sixth grade. I was in like seventh or eighth. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like that was it, like, like we could should have been way earlier. We had the option to take it in seventh, mm -hmm. and like it was mandatory by eighth grade. And I was like, I, I don't want another class. Like, give me a study hall. You yeah. know, like we're like, you're you're a kid in school. Like, of course you're going to take the option to do nothing. Well, like, that's, <laughs> exactly. That's my thing. Is like you're you're of course going to take the option of like, yeah, I don't actually want to do anything. Of course, why would I want right, to do anything? Right. Absolutely. Uh, real quick though, on Formula One, and like, and this is and this has been my one real big issue with the sport, and it seems like the sport wants to fix it, which is good. I just don't know if they really will be able to to grab what has been the drive to survive crowd, and that's like the American crowd of it and stuff like that. And that is really it is the fact of just it's it's not competitive all the time, and and that's the tough thing because for me at least I, I'm I'm into watching the smaller in more midfield kind of races. I'm, I'm in for it. I'm I'm in to watch it and to see who can get podiums or who's going to fall into the points. I'm in for it. But I do want to see different guys winning races. I want to see that. I want to see how that can go. Well, that's why I didn't want to get into it. Because if Verstappen's going to win every race. Yeah, and he's won five in a row. Yeah, it's like, what's the point? Not Well, not what's the point. but Eh, kind of. No, I, I can understand that. I can understand that absolutely. Of like, well, what, what, what is the point? Right, because then everyone's just competing for second place. Exactly. And like, and like I can understand where, like, where that's, that can be a bit of an issue. But it does feel like teams are getting closer. They have somewhat introduced a bit of a salary cap where mm. before teams like Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and even to a certain extent McLaren were, were legitimately just 
overspending everybody. Is it kind of like the fair play rules in soccer? In the in the yes. Premier League? Yeah, like like you're not allowed to go over this. Red Bull actually got in trouble last year for going over it. Mm. And and like that's like it's going they open like the the FIA openly said and that's the governing body of Formula 1. They openly said like, you know, it will take some time like for this to come into effect of like all right, now all the cars are kind of it's not going to be like stock cars with NASCAR necessarily, mm. but it, it it might get to that point where okay, it's a bit closer and now It'll be it'll be much more of the driver based that like it, like that's gonna be I, the hope now because especially with drivers survive they show off the teams but they really do show off the personalities of the drivers I think that's a big reason why Max Verstappen is not really well liked in a lot of circles is that he's a very boring guy for the most part mm-hmm. he's incredibly talented driver but he's a rather stoic person and stuff like that there's not a ton of personality it's not like he has flair and pizzazz like Daniel Ricciardo exactly and Daniel Ricciardo <laughs> got incre- it was already very famous in Formula One yeah know, fan bases but with with Drive to Survive he became maybe the most liked driver on the grid and now and the only reason we always like me going like i need him in the second red bull because sergio perez is awful like i'm just i'm ready for danny rick to be back if he if he was in the red bull like instead of perez i would root for him well that's and like, that's the thing is like <laughs> I, I feel like we've almost gotten to a point with red bull of like and 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 sergio perez checos is his nickname like is, is a relatively well-liked driver especially with mexican fans because he is uh, the only mexican driver on the hmm. grid and stuff like that i mean that max verstappen's the same way that the dutch fandom is, yeah. is insane with him yep um but his biggest problem now is like he he's in the fastest car by far, and he's not even even slightly offering up a title contention with with Max Verstappen. Like yeah. it, it's not even close. He should be battling his teammate for first place. It, it should be that, and that, that's that what I hope. think it could be if it, if Ricardo's in there. I, I got to ask that question though, because last the last two years with Ricardo have been kind of a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Him and McLaren, mm-hmm. and even his last few years or his last I, I would say year at Renault were really kind of a nightmare. I would I want to see him in the cars because I want to see somebody different. Yeah, but I would almost be crushed if like he got into that car. And it was the same thing, and you're like, all right, Ricardo is done and gone, and like, yeah. I, I would hate that. They would, it would just. He's just. I part of him is. I, I just. I like him because you know the, the videos of him and Josh Allen are hilarious, and like oh, he just looks blessed. like such a character that like you'd love to like just sit and talk with. Listen, you know? yeah, this is the thing is I actually like Ricardo. I, I initially didn't like him on Drive to Survive when I, when I was first watching. This is the Netflix show that that really kind of got everyone into it. I initially didn't love ricardo because i i kind of thought the personality was a bit fake i thought he was Mm. just doing it for the cameras and it really rubbed me the wrong way Mm -hmm. until i started seeing like his older interviews like before the show and i was like nope that is actually full-on just him yeah he is like he is that guy 24 7 like he just he absolutely loves like what he does i think he's just made really poor career moves for like to last like five six years of his career which is frustrating because he is such a fun driver he's a fun character norris has fallen off extremely quickly. he is not really he i think he's done one lap why i'm not really sure because obviously we have the volume down now and i haven't really been on twitter to see but i think he's only done one lap so far uh we've got about what is it 39 seconds left in qualifying. Everyone's going to go out and probably do their last laps here. Right now, your top three are Max Verstappen of Red Bull, Lewis Hamilton of Mercedes, and Oscar Piastri of McLaren. And then got Charles Leclerc of Ferrari. He's moving very, very well. Purple sector, which just means the fastest of everybody in sector 323 one. 323 kilometers Yeah, oh, these hour. cars move. So 195 miles an hour. We were mentioning this, I think, on Thursday, that Brad Pitt... Brad Pitt is there to start filming his new movie. Mm-hmm. That's I think going to be coming out on Apple TV, obviously within like the next like year or so because they're just starting filming now. But 
like I think he I, what I was reading is he might be like leading the formation lab next or, or tomorrow. No, they move at like stupid. eighty miles an hour, and that's slow for them. Yeah, like no. for for average people like you and me going through a corner at eighty miles an hour is just like the most terrifying <laughs> prospect in in the world. And I'm like, I just can't see how that is going to go well at all for anybody. Like, I feel like that's just going to be a really bad time for everybody. And I, I don't know. I, me and you were talking about it. I would just put him in the back, and and you can you can kind of figure it out as you go. Lando Norris just went oh one. Oh my goodness! Lando Norris just went one. Um, I kind of want to see how this finishes out. I think Verstappen <laughs> is still driving. He did not have a good second sector. This is really big for me. And he goes fastest lap. I cannot believe it. Oh, I cannot. I'm so mad. I'm so the mad. The words that Zach wants to say right now that he I can't say. I am so mad right now. Oh, man. That's frustrating. Oh, that is so frustrating. Point but, man, two seconds. It looks like the starting grid for tomorrow is going to be Max Verstappen at one, Lando Norris of McLaren in two, Oscar Piastri also of McLaren in three, followed by the Ferraris in four, five, the Mercedes in six, seven, Alex Albon of Williams in eight, Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin in 9, and Pierre Gasly of Alpine in 10. The McLaren garage, rightfully so, though, is ecstatic. They've been talking about this for weeks now of wanting to bring in these upgrades to get that car to be able to actually fight at the top, and it is starting to look like they will be able to do it in Lando Norris' home race in Silverstone for the British Grand Prix. I'm, I'm so mad. I Josh, I'm so mad. I, oh, I'm I so can't mad. go far enough, as far enough to say I hate Verstappen, but I very strongly dislike him. I don't even know the guy. I don't know much about him. He just seems like why? Like he just wins everything. Like honestly, I and I and I will say this. I, I it's not that I've watched his entire career kind of develop, but like he he used to be that guy. Like you were just excited that he would get up there, and and now he has gotten to the point of he wins all the time. He he used to be very mistake prone. He used to be a guy that would crash all the time. And now it's gotten to the point where like, he doesn't make mistakes. Okay. Which well, is maybe the most... That is actually the most frustrating part. Yeah. Is you... Just nothing happens to him. Because that's... I mean, that's fun if you've been watching forever and you've been following forever. I could understand, like, saying, like, oh, well, I like him because he's come out of nowhere and now he's perfect. I get that. But, like, as someone coming into the sport, it makes it incredibly hard to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it makes it incredibly hard to watch when some one person is winning everything. I mean, it's a kind of it's kind of like football, where like with the Patriots, they weren't winning every game, they weren't winning every Super Bowl, but they were winning a lot. And I could see where if if someone new to football came into it, one they would either pick the Patriots or two they would just get sick of them and they'd stop watching because it's like oh they're just going to win again. Mm-hmm. And that's like how it is kind of here where it's, it's like it's, it's a very similar feeling of just like it's it's the inevitable and that is and that's really. That is really my my toughest issue I have with Formula One. But again, it's I I have to somewhat trust it because I do know that ultimately Formula One does want to get to the spot that it is the drivers that all of a sudden you know it gets back a little bit to there can be dominant cars absolutely, but even during Mercedes's heyday when Lewis Hamilton was winning you know yeah title after title after title, there were certain tracks and and and, and grids. Or in, or in circuit, excuse me, that were very favorable to certain cars. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, with Ferrari, most of the Italian Grand Prix, I think they have two, um, were almost built entirely for Ferrari, which was straight ahead speed. And they would really be able to do well with those and pull out wins. McLaren had a few of those as well. Red Bull had their own. And, and it, it allowed for different drivers to win different races, but ultimately the best team would still win. It wasn't you know anything crazy like that. But I don't know, just... 
they do have to figure it out because it has been very, very frustrating. This is now the sixth straight race that Max Verstappen has gained pole. Six straight races. But he's won five in a row. And he's won five in a row. Who won the other one? Uh, Perez. Oh. Perez would have been the other one to okay. win one. And that's the thing, too. We have yet to have a non-Red Bull car even win a race. And Oh, they've won every race. They've won every race this year so far. They have won nine races. Wow. And so with that, though, I, and so I, I do have the, the standings pulled up here. Verstappen has uh, seven wins out of this is going to be the 10th race. Mm-hmm. So he's, he has seven wins, and Sergio Perez has two. In terms of podiums, Max Verstappen has been on the podium nine times. Perez has been on it five times. Fernando Alonso of Aston Martin has been on it six. Hamilton of Mercedes has been on it three times. And then Charles Leclerc, two. George Russell, one. And Esteban Alcon, in kind of a weird one in Monaco, gained a podium position. But it's just like that has been easily the rough run of it so far is just no one, no one is close to Red Bull. But if you're McLaren, you're... This is a win. It's it's not just a win. This this feels... I don't want to oversell it. This feels incredibly like massive for McLaren Do you in terms think... of where they want to go. They were they have been talking about it for a number of years of 2025 mm-hmm. is when they want to like not start re- winning races, but like flat out like we're chasing a title. Yeah. 2024 was supposed to be the the run of like, hey, we're starting to win races. If something goes wrong with Verstappen early, you have two McLarens right there. Right. And they have not won a race since 2020 in Italy with Daniel Ricciardo. Lando Norris got – oh, no, that would have been 2021. Daniel Ricciardo got first. Lando Norris got second. They should have won the following race in Russia, and that should have been Lando Norris's maiden win. Wasn't able to happen. Started to rain, and he waited to put on tires. Oh, and okay. he ends up he ends up uh, slipping out, and Lewis Hamilton takes the win. Do you think that Verstappen and Perez drink Red Bull? Do you think that's like, like I feel like they should. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just there. I I I don't know. I just it just kind of crossed my mind. Somebody handed him a water bottle that looked like a Red Bull can, and. I'm just like, you know, is is that water? Is that Red Bull? Does he drink? Oh, it, it, like, if you see, like, the big, like, water bottle with the straw coming out, that is water. Okay. But they, they have, like, you'll see in their garage, they have, like, a full, like, just Red Bull fridge. Well, I mean, it makes sense. And it's, like, and it's like all it, it's just Red Bulls in there. Yeah, it, it makes sense. The it's problem just is, like, though, I, they don't do any of the different flavors. They're like, no, no, we just do the classic here. And I'm like, ah. Like, be, right. a, be a little different. Have a little fun, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I, just, I just think it's funny because, like, you'd think that, I don't know. Maybe maybe a F one driver wouldn't want to drink an energy drink. Yeah, I, I don't think that'd be good for them. It'd probably be really bad for them. <laughs> I just I I don't know how some of these guys like go through corners and 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 all mm-hmm. that stuff. How they do it and how fast they are driving. I mean, there was it is there was parts, to me how fast they are driving. It was a it was a kind of a like it's a it was a chicane, but it was very drawn out. It wasn't yes. like a close mm-hmm. tight knit chicane and. One of them, I can't remember who, hit it at 188 miles an hour. Yeah. Come on. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, he literally just picked the straight line and, just and went. went right through it. And it's like, those are turns. They're not, it's not a straightaway. Like, that's insane. I just don't know how these guys do it. And honestly, and, but you do hear about these, these guys who come up in Formula One in motor racing mm-hmm. or in motorsport. And they even talk about how, like, they've been doing this since they were six years old. Like they started oh, yeah. in karting and then and then yep. they moved on to like some of the other stuff. Like like you see that and it's just like I I, I guess that that has to make your reflexes better, right? Because like I'm just sitting here, I'm like I get a little nervous when I'm driving like 75 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like like 
I get a little nervous there, and I'm like just driving on a throughway, and these guys are like coming up to a corner, and they're trying to go fast. They're actually racing people. They're trying to keep it incredibly close. And they're probably close. drifting. Yeah, they're probably drifting. They a have little to, they bit. They have to learn like where exactly you know they need to break and stuff like that. I just to me, it's insanity how they're able to do it. It absolutely scares me to my core. Oh, look at this crowd in every way. And yeah, I mean, the crowd here. I mean, we we were listening to on it with the volume too. Like every time Norris like came in with like a good time, you. You yes. heard the roar of the crowd. It was the same with Lewis Hamilton. I mean, it's their George home. It's, their, it's both of their home tracks. It's all three and of their George, home and, tracks. Yeah, and George Russell as well. Yeah. yeah, this is their home Grand Prix. This is the only British uh, circuit as well. And it, oh, okay. And, and last year, it also it offered a phenomenal race. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe Gwen. It was actually it was during the Fourth of July weekend, so around the same time. But uh, Joe Gwen, you had a, a, a horrifying crash to start the race. Ends oh, up being, I think I remember. Yep, this. Ends up being completely fine. Uh, Carlos Sainz gets his maiden win. Mm-hmm. Verstappen was leading, had a puncture, uh, which essentially just means a flat tire, like something caused the yep. tire. To, and and so he was done. Um, and actually, funny enough, with Verstappen, he has really never had a good time at Silverstone. He hmm. something usually happens with him at Silverstone. So now with the McLaren two three, I'm I'm. You maybe can hear it in my voice. I'm very excited for tomorrow. I'm oh, yeah. very, very excited for tomorrow's race. I think this could be really, really good for McLaren as a whole of just what they're doing. And last week, Lando came in fourth and drove incredibly well at Austria. And now coming in here, I mean, McLaren could have a really sudden race to the top of the midfield, especially with teams like Mercedes, who said they were figuring out, seemingly have not at all. We are going to take a quick time out. Coming up at 12 today... Free agency's kind of quieted down, but we're going to talk to Travis Yost to get a little bit inside on what's going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs and really the Atlantic division as a whole, especially with the Sabres kind of becoming, they're no longer just a dark horse team that people think are going to make the playoffs. Outright saying they think they're a playoff team. We'll do that at 12. Phone lines are open, 803-0550. If you want to talk Bills, Sabres, Formula One, we spent the last you know 25 minutes talking about it. I'm absolutely always willing to talk about it. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Don't forget to check out the WGR Apparel at WGR550shop.com. Shop for t-shirts, sweatshirts, hoodies, and more. Get your hands on a We Still Believe t-shirt at WGR550shop.com. Yeah, camaraderie, what it means to be a Sabre, as you as you just mentioned. A feel and a better vision of what may lie ahead for them and the fact that there's reason to be excited for that. I think we saw a lot of positive energy on the ice today and camaraderie, which is important. And, you know, these players are proud they were drafted. They're proud that they're, you know, part of an NHL organization. And we want them to be proud that they're specifically part of the Buffalo Sabres. 
Buffalo Sabres head coach Don Granato following development camp this week. Met with the media. It, him, Sean McDermott, Kevin Adams, Terry Pagula, they were all at development camp this week. Where was Brandon Bean? No, I'm just kidding. Hopefully enjoying vacation. Or hope, like, maybe the maybe, last like, bit here where he's Maybe not working be. out with uh, DeAndre Hopkins? No. Could be. Not. You know, could be. I just, I'm also so done with that story. I just want him to sign like he's somewhere. Gonna, he's going to wind up with New England or Tennessee, and we're just going to both be like, eh, who cares? Whatever. And that's, and that's annoying to me because it felt like it was such a big monumental, like, hey, here we go. Like This is exciting, and there's nothing. It's taken so long. Not, he's not even going to sign with the Chiefs. Not even going to sign with the Bills. He's going to sign with the Patriots. Yeah. And hate his life for a year. I just, I'm not, a, I'm just not a big fan of it at all. But you know what I am a big fan of? Hmm. This thing. Dog, I, well, dog no. water diving, whatever. Di- diving Dogs Premier Cup is I now think, on ESPN. I think our own Jeremy White, one of his dogs, I think, competes in events like these. Yeah, I think I was talking about that one time, actually. I, I don't know where he competes in them, but I know he He, he definitely does trains them. for them. Yes, he does. I, I, had a, I had a family friend that used to do this at the uh, Erie County Fair every year, too. Ooh, she okay. has uh, two Borg Hollies, um, and now they have two German Shepherds and a Australian cattle dog as well. They have they have a lot of dogs. They have five dogs. It's pretty crazy. Um, but the the two border collies used to do the dock diving stuff before they were too old, mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to watch. It, it's, it's really it's, cool. It's so cool. I, it, and it just so happened to come on after um, it was you know, it was the F1 immediate qualifying. next thing. Yeah, but I mean, look at it. this is like like this little Jack Russell is about to jump like forty feet. Not really, but like, what do they mean by all American dog? I, I don't know what that means because uh, it's. It t- it looks like a Jack Russell to me. It does. It definitely does. But I, I, I mean, gotta this, I gotta see how this far little this, dog this is about goes. to jump. Oh, I don't know. They didn't show the right camera angle. They did not. So the rules are the the um, first thing to touch the first part of the dog that touches the body of water. I think is the di- is like where the distance stops because okay. sometimes they'll go in and they'll keep moving. So. They have to look at it sometimes, but I don't know. They didn't put. I the... love how much this dog is is actively fighting his owner for that toy. <laughs> they didn't put the distance up though. They I, did I'm not. gonna I'm gonna guess around twelve feet. Oh, we might see here. It's it's quite exhilarating to watch. I'm not gonna lie. Fifteen feet. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> that oh, is so cool. Good times. But yes. So Sorry, develop... I didn't mean to get sidetracked. I just. Development camp for the Sabres was this week. The next thing else yeah. is the Prospect Challenge, which is going to be, I think, I a few months. I love the Prospect Challenge. I it actually, is such a cool thing. Have they announced when that's going to be? I'm pretty sure it's, I think it's mid-August. I, I was going to say, I don't I think, think like it's August, that I'm going to say away. August 15th. I hope you can find it now because I want to find out. I don't out know if they've even like, set a date for probably it. Probably not, but I think usually they announce, they announce shortly after the... Um, the schedule comes out? De- no, development camp. They show- yeah. an- uh, announce who's going to be there. Usually it's always the Bruins, the Devils, and I think the Penguins. I think so. I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's those four teams. Um, I went to that last year, and it was pretty fun. The Blue and Gold scrimmage is also very fun. That's in training mm-hmm. camp, though. Yep. So we got a few months for that still. Yeah, it's, I mean, so that's, that's the thing. It's like now, essentially, it's it's all right. We're, we're now just like waiting on to see... Any more free agent signings, trades, stuff like that. I think the Sabres, though, for the most part, are probably done. Yeah, I. but they did say at the very beginning of, of free agency, they did say they were in the market for a forward if the price made sense. But who would they be in for now? Like, I, I, There's not really a name I think there's going to be. Thomas like, Tatar? That's kind of the only one. But I wonder, though, to if they're going to try to block young guys coming up. 
Right. That's like been the whole point of this. But team. then there's the question of what do you do for Jack Quinn? No, exactly, because you can't like uh, potentially risk a playoff spot, right? By being like, yeah, we're just like not gonna, we're just gonna right. keep rolling with the young guys regardless. I mean, because because like I've been saying, Jack Quinn's coming back, hopefully December, December, January ish. Yeah. So while you have time still after that. Mm-hmm. You want to be in the position where you're ready to strike when he comes back. But you got to figure out, okay, if we sign somebody like Thomas Tatar, if you're Kevin Adams and it's like, all right, what are our options here? And you sign Thomas Tatar. Yeah. What do you do when Jack Quinn comes back? Well, And that's, and that's my thing is like all of a where, sudden now. Where does Quinn play? Where does Tatar play? Like where does everyone else And get this moved is where to? you're going to affect Quinn's development as well, which mm-hmm. it, it already might be affected just due to the injury. Him not gonna, he's obviously not going to play 82 games this year. We're going right. to hope for around 40 plus. Mm-hmm. And so that might already kind of affect his development a little bit of just getting another full NHL season under his belt. But then it, it probably also will affect him by playing on maybe a third, fourth line, just trying to get minutes. I can't see how that's going to help him at all. Pius Suter might be a fun one. He's okay. 27. He, he, 20, he fits. 24 points in 79 games, kind of a third-line guy that you could elevate someone else to Jack Quinn's spot. And then when Quinn comes in, you see who's doing better, and you either – I don't know. I Last time I projected a Sabres free agency signing, the guy had double hip surgery. Yeah, I was going to so. say that they were essentially potentially not playing um, – No, he's not playing at all this year. Yeah, There's no way he's anymore. playing at all this year. Um, but – I mean, Pius Suter's out there, but I, eh, I don't know. Yeah, it's not really. It, that's the thing. It's not really a flashy move by any means. Well, no, but I don't think they need a flashy move. No, they, they, they don't. They don't. I, look, I really like where this team is at. I think up on, outside of 05-06, this is the best young core this team has ever had, and they've never had guys like Owen Power and Rasmus Dahlin. Give me Zach Parise. No. <laughs> Give me Zach Parise. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> that would be a statement signing, but. Not now. Maybe 10 years ago it would have been a statement signing. Well, yeah, and that statement signing ruined Minnesota Wild. For oh, years. yeah. I mean, they're going to be ruined for, for they seven still are. or eight years because of two and, names. But, but honestly, they're also a cautionary tale of like trying to build your team through free agency. Right. I mean, but then again, I think the management group with the Sabres and with the Wild is vastly different. Com- I, I like, would agree. I would absolutely agree. The management well, that was group. The, Minnesota there was just trying to make a splash because they're like, we got to right. get fans here. But the management group that signed Parise and Suter to those massive contracts that they're now paying them forever, I mean, like you said, they were just trying to make a splash. They, they I mean, Parise signed that deal um, on, let's see, July 4th, 2012. Mm-hmm. The deal was made by Chuck Fletcher, who was the GM. Yeah, baby. Chuck Fletcher. Um, and Chuck Fletcher, my favorite GM ever. He is getting paid. Let's see. Next season is the 2022-2023 season. He's getting paid $2 million by the Minnesota Wild. I'm, or mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. His cap hit is $7.5 million. Oh, boy. But he's getting paid $2 million. Like, it's just kind of how it breaks. Like, they break up the cap hit over time. Is he still on an NHL roster? He is not. He's a free agent right now. He was most recently with, with the, the Islanders. Islanders right? um, had 34 points in 82 games. I mean, he's 38. I, I think we call it there. Oh yeah, he might. He's probably going to retire. I would retire. I mean, they bought out his contract though in July tw- on July 13th of 2021, and they have to pay him still until 2025. I mean, just and it's 7.5 
all the way through. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. And then Ryan Suter, I think, is the same way. Yep. Like, they sign, like, the same deal, I'm pretty sure. Well, they signed on the same day, and they, they turned out to actually be um, effectively where... Yeah, they the, signed the exact same yeah, deal. Where one goes, the other one goes kind of deal. Yep. I mean, Suter is also going to be paid until... I mean, if, if you're if you're a wild fan, you've got to be furious that you end up getting a guy like a Kirill Kaprizov, and you basically can't put anyone around him. <laughs> yeah, that you For, just you just hope well, young guys like Matthew Boldy or Joel Eriksson-Eck isn't really young anymore. He's he's kind of arrived, but Marco Rossi, you also are just hoping every single one of these guys hits. So I was uh, I was slightly wrong. If they wouldn't have bought out the contract, it would have ended in 2025. Okay. Since they bought out the contract, the big money ends in 2025. So. After not this coming season, but the season after that, they will stop paying them both seven point three million dollars. Okay, that's how much they're paying them right now and next year. Then in twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, it drops drastically to eight hundred thousand dollars. Okay, all right. Which which that's that. I mean, in in the grand scheme of things, that's a lot better because that's only a one point six million dollar cap hit compared to a fourteen point seven million dollar cap hit. But still, you're paying two players who will at that point most have most definitely have retired one point six million dollars total for nothing. I mean, this is like Bobby Bonilla, but like. You know, not not as a lesser bad. version it's, of that. It's a lesser version. It's not as bad. It's just it it's, has, especially because the cap is so low in hockey, it is projected to go up. Yes, over the next few years, pretty yeah, pretty radically. But I mean, because of guys like this, you're not able to bring back Matt Dumba. You're yep. not able to sign. That's why you also kind of had to trade away Kevin Fiala last year. Yeah, and I mean, Marcus Foligno is going to need a contract next year. Matt Zuccarello. Well, Matt Zuccarello is probably going to getting close. Probably not come back. Um can't bring back Matt Dumba. You only have five defensemen right now. Kalen Addison is a young defenseman that you got in a trade. Can't sign him. Mm-hmm. Well, you can, but you have to be careful because they have, they right now have $8.2 million in cap space somehow. Yeah. But they only have 10 forwards and they only have five defensemen and they only have one goalie. Oh, because Philip Gustafson's not even, he's an RFA. Yeah. And Mark Andre Fleury's only signed for one more year. Yeah. Oh, boy. They, man, I want them to be good. I want. I've always. I've always liked Minnesota. There's I've, always been something about Minnesota. I think the fact that they lost the North Stars to Dallas, and, yeah. and that that always felt kind of dirty. And it's also just the. It's it's Minnesota. Like it's this it's, exactly. It's, it's the state of hockey. Yes. Like that is the state of hockey. Boston and really the you know the New England area has been big in American hockey as well. But Minnesota mm-hmm. has always been the hockey capital of the world, and it always felt very gross that their team moves to Dallas, Texas, of all places. Yeah. Which has yeah. developed into a very good fan base, and, and you know their games are always pretty good. They're they're a well they're a well run organization, but Minnesota it always felt like like they should be really good. Hmm. And yeah. I, I, I also I do wonder just from everything I've heard of. Obviously, never been to a Minnesota Wild game, and I've never lived in Minneapolis or St. Paul or anything like that. But I do wonder if them losing the North Stars is why, like, they are considered like such a lesser of the teams compared to other Minnesota sports. I wonder if it's because it's like you're not the original one. Well, and they I don't know. and they've always been sort of, but they've always kind of just been a middling team. Kirill right. Kaprizov right. is finally like a guy where you can sit there and go, hey, you know, he is a superstar. He is a top ten player in the sport, 
But before that, they were kind of just like a, a good team, fine team. Even when they get Parise, he never has that New Jersey year where I think he had like 95, 97 points or something like that. In 22 seasons, the Wild have made the playoffs 13 times. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, wait. Okay, yeah, no. No. The past 10 seasons, they've okay. made it nine times. But and can you ever like say that they've like, only they've, got two series wins yeah, in the last 10 they've years? They've never really done anything. They've always been the team that's like, oh, cool. They, oh, well, they made it. That's exciting. Like their first four times, or I'm sorry, that's the last four. The first, the first time they make it in 2003, they go to the conference finals. Okay, so that's pretty it's a good. good start. Um, then the next two times are 2007 and 2008. They lose in the first round both times. Uh, 2013, they they come back again and they lose in the first round. 2014, they lose in the conference semifinals, so that's the second round. Mm-hmm. And then in 2015, they also lose in the second round. 16 through 18, they lose in the first round. 2020, they lose in the qualifying round during the bubble. And then the past three years, they lose in the first round. And that's and that's my thing is just like they've always just been this like just good enough to make it and not good enough to do anything else. But at the same time, it at least they're making it. At, well, I, I was gonna say as a Sabres fan, yeah, yeah, I mean, like yeah. you can say like okay, you know they're making it. But at but, a certain point, that also becomes just as painful of, like, like who cares? You, we, we would rather take a rebuild to become something better. Are they the are they, are they Toronto? <laughs> making it not, not making it out well, of the first I think, round? Well, I think my thing is with, with Toronto, though, at least it's, it's, it's constantly, like, never reaching the expectations. Well, Minnesota, yeah. I feel like this is their expectations. Right. If, if, if no I mean, one really expects, like, more than this. If any team had what Toronto has in terms of star power, you would have expected them to win the cup by now. Yeah. I mean, Toronto should have won. Probably, it feels like they should have. It feels like they should have won one or two cups by now, mm-hmm. especially since Austin Matthews has gotten there. But they're just—they get to the playoffs and they shrink. They fall immediately. apart, and it's so weird that they do that. And it's—it was fun. It was so funny this year when they were chanting, "We want Florida," and then they get swept by Florida. I, that that was the thing. That, that was that the was the best. thing that killed me. Is it was like you lost all your goodwill. Kind of funny enough, in the same way Florida did the year prior mm-hmm. in their Presidents Trophy of they won a playoff series, fantastic, and they got beat to hell by Tampa. Yep. And it was like all the goodwill of like, hey, we've done this great thing. Like you're, now your brother on the other coast of Florida just whooped you. Yeah. And, and with, it, with, kind with of Toronto, the same with Toronto of you finally got past the first round, only to immediately get embarrassed by Florida. Well, and it was it, they literally lost. Like how you said they lost all their goodwill that night. Yeah. Like they yeah. win the game and everyone's like, wow, good for Toronto. And then they're like, we want Florida. And, and it's like, like yeah, never, never mind. mind. I never hope mind. you lose. I like- want you done. <laughs> I want you done. And it's, and that's, that's, that is the frustrating part with, I, I guess it's, I would, I would say like, that's actually something I've now thought about is like, man, like I really hope that's not like the Sabres future of like, we spend all this time being so excited about this team and, and all this only for us to get there. And it's just years kind of like it was in the eighties where eventually with the Mayday goal of like, mm-hmm. finally, I think that was getting past the first round as well or getting past the second round. But like, I, I man, I just, I, it's not, it's not that I want to be selfish and go like, oh, I want to make like, you know, a cup run next year or something like that. But like, I would love it if like, it's just a. They, they're winning playoff series. They're constantly a team in the playoffs. Maybe it's one of these things like where it's like the Bills now where you're waiting for that Super Bowl, but ultimately they keep winning playoff games. They keep still being one of the best teams in football. So you're talking about the 80s? I think that, well, that's when the Mayday goal was, right? Uh, I don't remember the exact date. I don't remember the exact year, I yeah. should say. Um, in 1980, they lose in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. In 1981, they lose in the conference semifinals. 82... 
they lose in the first round. 83, they lose in the semifinals. Um, 84, 85, lost in the first round. 86, 87, they miss. And then nine, from 88 to 92, they lose in the first round. When was the Mayday goal? Now I'm now I'm confused. Now I feel like I'm completely missing my days. Let's because I as, as we furiously type away. 1993. I, I was so thinking that like was, 88 or 87. Yeah, because they lost. They yeah. missed the playoffs in 86 and 87, and then from 88 to 92, they lose in the first round five years in a row. I, I knew it's what it was. I'm like, I'm like, no, because they 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 definitely broke something with that yep. goal. And then in 93, they win, and then they go to the semifinals and lose. So they break their little streak. Mm-hmm. But then they'll lose in the second in the second round. Yep. And then ninety four, ninety five lose in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, ninety six they miss the playoffs. Ninety seven, ninety eight they or ninety seven semifinals, ninety eight conference finals, ninety nine obviously. Obviously, we are going to take a quick timeout. Lines are open eight zero three zero five fifty. Bill Sabers. We are talking Formula One today as well, and we've got Travis Yost of TSN coming up at noon. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. Buffalo was one of those teams I picked because I think they're a team that will contend for a long time and can, is going to contend for years to come. And I hope I can help help those guys any way I can. And there's nothing like winning and winning the cup was the best experience, the most fun I've ever had. And just once you get a taste of it, you want it again. And I think Buffalo is a spot that is knocking on the door and we're going to be really close. And it's a, it's a team that's on the rise for years to come. One of the Sabres' newest signings, Eric Johnson. He comes over from the Colorado Avalanche. Former first overall pick. Now one of three on the Sabres' blue line, along with Erasmus Donnelly and Owen Power. You want to bring up something real quick, though, yeah, before we get another Yeah, I, I literally just saw this as we were coming back, and I really hope I didn't you know, take something away from you here. But i got to talk about this. Mm-hmm. There's a new Mario Kart track that features a Vancouver hockey rink. Wait, really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. And I don't I, I want to know when it comes out, but you literally drive it looks like hmm. you either drive through the stands or you drive through the ice itself. I can't really tell. It looks no, you're driving on the ice. Okay. And then you're going like up one of the stairs like out of the arena. Still kind of like it. This is super cool. I'm kind of all right, I'm with it. I'm Mario with Kart it. has an arena and the Arizona Coyotes do not. <laughs> So bad, man. <laughs> it is so bad what has happened there. I love it. I love it. This is cool. I'm about it. I'm about it. We're going to take another quick timeout. Coming up on the other side, Travis Yost of TSN will join me and Josh to break down the NHL offseason. Should the Sabres still be a little aggressive? Or should they build within, even with the Jack Quinn injury? And what is going on with Boston and Toronto? We'll get his thoughts on that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk Saturday, and this is WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.